Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Cultured Nerd Podcast. This week we are on episode 41 and guess what? It's going to be live. And along with that, we're also going to sit down and we're going to talk about Ahsoka, the new show on Disney Plus that a lot of people were kind of expecting to to not be as really good as it actually is. But with everything good with Star Wars, there's also a handful of bad. We're going to sit down and talk about the big drawbacks of the show, why it's not working for everyone, the requirements that fans have to get into to truly grasp how great the show is, and everything in between. And we're also going to sit down and talk about what Dave Filoni could be doing with his mystery Star Wars movie, because we know that's coming next after the show, and now we may have an idea what is actually going on. So, uh, so sit down and let's get talking. Here we are. Here we are. It's finally cold down by me. I feel like I get to wear comfy, comfy clothes and and drink hot tea. The, the winter is coming, Taylor. Today was officially the first day of fall. And one thing that I always like to point out to you, and we've—I knew this as a kid, and I definitely want to just reiterate it: Southern California and LA cold is like sixty-five. It's not even like that cold. Like I would love that right now. Today it was forty-five. Oof. You would die. And I was just like, ah, whatever, I ought to work. So the PNW is a way colder than Southern California. Oh, it's it was a, a, a beautiful 74, and I was able to wear long pants and was like, wow, winter is here. Look at us inside of our Ugg boots. We can walk anywhere. Yeah, I came outside, and it was like 42, and I was like, oh, there's fog. Nope. And I turned around, went back in, and put a coat on, and went back outside. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing this. That freezing fog is not okay. What do the little kids do? They just bundle up and they just they just run around till they fall over. Do you remember that kid in a Christmas story, like Alfie's younger brother? Yeah, the big puffy yeah. kid. That's basically what we do. I can't <laughs> put my arms down. Alfie. <laughs> yeah. Basically that. <laughs> uh so I haven't wanted to talk about Ahsoka with you because I felt like if we talked about it, we were gonna jinx the show. But I feel like I'm now settled into the story. Um, I I have a lot of feelings about the show. My first thing I and and, and I don't want to start with the bad, but when did Star Wars become Game of Thrones? Like no, this okay. last episode, so Taylor. Show- this last episode, all of a sudden, these Game of Thrones knights dudes show up, and then we get that we get it into the ending credit song of that. I'm like, oh, this is a Game of Thrones show. That's what I'm watching. I'm watching kings and queens. Like not even that. So like one of the big things that I was looking into and I was reading about the show and watching about the show. Essentially, Dave Filoni is basing the the show of Ahsoka on Lord of the Rings. Like it's straight up, Ahsoka has become Gandalf, right? Sure. And you have like here's like the new Sauron bad guy. You've got all this stuff. Like I want to circle back to that. I want to talk a whole bunch about that. Continue. But there's this show. Yeah, it's got some major Game of Thrones vibes, but it has a lot of Lord of the Rings vibes. Um, but it's also got an obscene obscene amount of deep cut star wars like you can tell that dave filoni has dedicated his entire life to star wars and he knows way more than you do and that's essentially what we're getting with this show uh and it uh, see that's the part of it where it feels like i'm being shamed i am an individual with a deep star wars passion when did witches become a thing in star wars how long have i been out of the loop on these this coven of witches that we now have to deal with Okay, so um, the Night Sisters. Uh, the Night Sisters um, were actually something that was added into Star Wars canon. I gotta say, like fifteen years ago, maybe more, maybe okay. maybe almost a lot more. Like they were. Um, it was first introduced in Star Wars Clone Wars, and when they first appeared, um, it was actually part of the backstory of Darth Maul. Because the witches of Dathomir, uh, Darth Maul is from Dathomir, 
so they made this like they introduced the witches as like this is another faction of people that exist and they manipulate the force in a different way their version of the force is straight up like witchcraft but it's still technically the force but it's not the force so when they were first introduced a lot of people were like okay what but they they quickly made a name for themselves by introducing like one of probably the most ridiculously named star wars characters of all time savage oppress which is savage <laughs> oppress uh darth maul's brother <laughs> but I don't know. Star Wars is that, that was the most on the nose Star Wars has ever been in the history of Star Wars, and like Darth Vader, Darth Father. Like <laughs> you're like, okay, I yeah. But well, I don't know. I mean, all of this stuff feels really on the nose. We went back to ancient Rome, and here we see Roman gladiators with literally gold in their face, like something out of the movie Gladiator, right? Like oh, yeah, of we're, all, we're, we're talking about this beauty right here, Enoch. Uh, Listen, I they tease us all the time with these special stormtroopers that turn into nothing. They do nothing with them. They need more backstories. We need specials with these dudes so I can like get to know who they are, right? Just like Phasma and the other series that they wasted. It's like, cool. Yeah. This dude is in the wrong show. This guy could be in Game of Thrones. You're right, Taylor. He looks like something <laughs> that Sauron would add to Lord of the Rings. This is not a Star Wars character. Like, what are we doing here? Now, I'm totally for it. But that's why I asked you, like, oh, am I, if I don't watch 40 hours of a CG animated show from the 2000s, do I not understand any of what's going on? And that is the sad reality of this show. And I love this show to pieces. I, I am Fights have been good. every episode. Fights have been good. Uh, been it good. looks great. Yeah, there's like a lot of great Star Wars stuff in it, but like I don't know any of these characters. Yeah, so to to understand Ahsoka, and, and let's just go right into it. This is the bad. The bad of Ahsoka is not the writing. It is not the storytelling. It is not the directing because everything has been almost like this is what Star Wars has should have been like. We, we joke, like, the Mandalorian walked so Ahsoka could run. Like, this is the show. Like, a Mandalorian was good. Mandalorian Season 2 was amazing. But there are yeah, so many Disney, moments in this show. Yeah, if Disney wants a great yeah. idea, have Dave Filoni do Willow. Because he basically did one-third of a Willow movie already. Giant dogs running around, crab people. Have him redo Willow because that's the movie that I would like. Yeah, he needs just to do it correctly. I mean, because Willow the show was so bad that Disney pulled it off Disney Plus and cut it for a tax break. Um, wow. But it, it's the the bad for Ahsoka. It is not the writing. It is not the directing. It is not any of those things because the show is peak Star Wars. The bad is that if you have not consumed every aspect of Star Wars up until this point, you have no idea what the hell is going on. That is the bad. Because this show is essentially Star Wars Rebels Season 5. But also with the continuity of Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and all of the modern stuff. So like, if you don't know what's going on, if you've not, not watched all of Clone Wars, if you've not watched all of Bad Batch, if you've not watched all of Rebels... There are so many things that are going to be lost on you, which is just insane. So the story of Star Wars that has always resonated with me have always been the Jedi stories. So that through line, and I almost blew up your phone, but I didn't. So when we see Ahsoka, Ahsoka go to the Death World, the yeah. implication of that scene is that Darth Vader did figure out Anakin Skywalker did figure out how to bring somebody back from the dead, right? Yes. Like, yes, he is literally uh, once again. Dave Filoni is like, you know who the chosen one is? It's Anakin. And I want to remind you that Anakin is now conquered death and allows the people he loves to conquer death as well. Because as she was dying, Anakin, the now embodiment of the Force, has pulled her into the realm between worlds. 
themselves and turned her, gave her essentially the Jedi's final trial. And this was the same trial that Luke went to on Dagobah in the, in the cave. He went, um, and every character that has their big moment of trial where they have to like fight the force essentially, that's what Anakin gave her. And he wanted to remind her why you are a Jedi, why you need to be a Jedi, and I want to make sure that you come back as Gandalf the White because you're going back and you're going to be better than ever. And that's what he did. And it was the best thing. Like, yes, as Geek Burrito said here, I choose to live. He, Anakin is, he, he that was honestly like, yeah, another comment on here. Um, we now know that the problem with uh, Hayden Christensen acting was never actually the problem. It was just George Lucas. And <laughs> just, I mean, George Lucas is a great writer, but as a director, yeah, out yeah. of six Star Wars films, he directed four of them, and the two that were the best were not directed by him. Right. So, I I, I love what George Lucas did. Um, I I don't think he was the best director for it. And essentially, what we had with the prequel trilogy was the most expensive home movies of all time because he made them at his house. Right. So. Now that she has conquered death, and this is now something that can be traced, this bloodline of this teacher to student. Now, I don't think that Sabine is going to be that student. From what I've seen, she the force is not going to go through her. But do you think that we will get another candidate to fill that spot? I think in the next remaining two hours of the show, that's what we have it's just two episodes and two hours of the content i think sabine is going to pass her saber back to ezra and that's going to be that and um something's the the apprentice um shin hadi is probably going to die uh balin is going to be revealed to what he's actually doing um and that's going to make the big repercussions of what's coming next but before we jump into that i wanted to Again. talk about Game of Thrones characters. Yeah. There's all this Star Wars going on, and then this guy walks out and is talking about temples of the past. The, the, the tone of this show is all over the place. So what I want to bring into it's something, what one of the most significant things of the Star Wars Clone Wars show, and why I think, one of the big things I think is honestly significant for how Ahsoka ended up in a world between worlds and how that whole thing happened. Because this is, to me, this was the biggest moment for me. And you may not remember this, but in Star Wars, the Clone Wars, there was a, an arc called, uh, where they, they dealt with Mortis, right? And this, this Mortis, you had the, the three embodiments of the force, the father who was the balance, the son who was the dark side and the daughter who was the light side. And these three embodiments um, each basically chose someone to represent them. And uh, the light-sided daughter chose Ahsoka. And she has her little owl. And if you remember the first time that we see Ahsoka in live action on The Mandalorian, there's that little owl that was above the tree above her. So that, that thing is still following Ahsoka around. And then you had the almost star killer looking dude, the, the embodiment of the dark side, who chose Anakin. And there was a whole plot line involving Anakin seeing him become Darth Vader and then the Force stripping that memory from him. But one of the most significant aspects of this whole arc was when Ahsoka died and the daughter of Mortis gave up her life and her life force and resurrected Ahsoka. So you could argue that Ahsoka is a, supposed to be the physical embodiment of the life side of the Force because she is the successor of the daughter of Mortis. And that's how, in my mind, my headcanon is that the daughter of Mortis doing all of that is what allowed Ahsoka to pass freely into the world between worlds and allowed Anakin to pull her there without, without damaging her body and letting her do this whole thing in the Force instead of just letting her die in the ocean. How do we link this to the Rey movie? <laughs> <laughs> how do we get Rey to be a Jedi that knows how to... Uh... I mean, I guess if Sidious knows it, does she know it? Are we going to see her on a life bridge where her crotchety old grandpa is going to be there with his weird <laughs> fingers being like, "You, if I know it, you know it too. You know, I I always wanted to see something 
I, I want to see the Ray movie just because I want to see them use Ray correctly. But I like uh, Gate Breeder's comments. Ahsoka Skywalker? No, essentially. No, and that's, the, that's the, the truth of it. Because Anakin even said multiple times in the thing that the Master and the Apprentice, the line of succession is that Anakin is the embodiment of everything his master taught him, which was Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan is the embodiment of everything his master taught him, which was Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon was the embodiment of his master, which was Darth Sidious, or Darth Tyrannus, uh, Count Dooku, not Sidious. Because Qui-Gon's master was Count Dooku. You with me? Okay, I'm with you on that one. No, that's it. That I watch was... the I watch those cartoons, Dave Filoni, the yeah. special edition. I will say, I think they needed to do a cut of all of the major plot points needed to have been on Disney Plus in a three hour special, and it wasn't there. Like I'm supposed yeah. to go and do that. They and needed I don't... to do that. Like, let's give you let's give you a three hour. This is everything you need to know in the most condensed way possible like the um the gundam movies you know gundam one gundam two gundam three which is the entire show cut into three movies they should have done that Just yeah made... you need we need a star wars ova i need like i need to know yeah. what happened in this amount of time because there's all these characters and they're just they all feel new to the cinematic universe yes so what we had in clone wars was the mortis arc which essentially put her um in 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 line with the force like the force has now had a vested interest in ahsoka um and at the end of episode four is it the is the it show, the is it the force or is it anakin is it anakin trying to rewrite he has caused so much death to the universe is this him trying to have somebody rectify those mistakes well, and that's been always the argument of Star Wars, right? I mean, if Anakin was the chosen one, and Anakin fulfilled his duty by actually balancing out the Jedi and the Sith, which essentially he did. He just did it over the course of like 30 years. Um, he wiped out the Jedi, and then he wiped out the Sith, and then died himself, but also was allowed to exist beyond his death as a harbinger of the Force, which was what we saw like we saw that he was allowed to exist in in spirit form yeah when luke saw yeah when luke lit everything on fire and you saw him at the end with ewoks yeah and so we knew that he was he was essentially redeemed and we also saw that in this this whole thing now that anakin is one with the force he's choosing he chose to interfere with ahsoka yeah teach her the lesson she needed to be taught and he did it in a way that was pulling on every one of her nerves because she walked away because she felt disgusted from the Jedi. Um, and that was part of the the last arc of uh, Star Wars, the Clone Wars, was that she was essentially blamed for something. Uh, she was exonerated, but she basically said, you were so quick to turn on me that I don't need this anymore. Yeah. And she left. And then which, in Star Wars Rebels, which is she the comes same, back. Which is the same storyline that's being which we hear our bad Jedi, our gray Jedi keeps talking about like, I loved being a Jedi. I loved the ideals of the Jedi, but the, the, that priesthood was polluted. There was yeah. corruption amongst the Jedi, which is why it all failed. Yeah. And this guy, and, and what's making, what's makes Balin such a cool character what are they going to do that, with his apprentice? Is she? Why can't she be part of the new crew? So the the Shin has got these characters are so unique because you have Shin, who's basically been taught to be a fallen Jedi from the start. Because if you look at her age and you look at everything, she was not around during the purge. She was not around during that stuff. She's she's fairly new to it all. So she is being taught everything that Balin had learned after the fall because even balen said in the last episode that he was a kid when the fall occurred and he also said i didn't train you to be a jedi i trained you to be something more right but i think what's happening is i think balen is going to quickly realize that his apprentice may have learned the wrong things from him because when he started to reveal that his he was being called to this planet too and he was being called for something that they the night sisters are running from 
Oh, you that, mean you mean all of the Prometheus imagery, all of yeah. the all of the basically Ridley Scott imagery, which is just all over the place in this episode where it's like, oh, okay, you mean some intergalactic god that probably made us in some sense? Yeah, it's all over the place, Taylor. Yeah. So he is there because he's got he's got some shit, right? Sorry. Did you want people to scan that QR code? I did not. Are they going to get a free Pokemon pack now? If they do it fast enough, yeah. <laughs> but what I think is interesting is that if if what his, what his plotline culminates in is actually what he's thinking it is, and not some bait and switch like it was in Prometheus, um, I mean, because that was the Prometheus bait and switch, right? They, right? they were being called, they got there, and then the engineer's like, nah, and just like killed them all, right? Yeah. So that's the thing is that is is he there for something that's actually important or is he about to awaken the next big bad of Star Wars that's supposed to bridge the gap in between the trilogies? Um, I'm Taylor. I am fine with either <laughs> one. I think they're setting up for a galactic evil only because of some of the stuff that's been happening in the Mandalorian show. They found a giant space monster in that water, Taylor. That god beast is real so they're bringing the, the mythosaur yeah, yeah they're bringing these hp these lovecraft back. horror things into star wars that yeah everyone's gonna have to get together to fight this thing yeah I, i'm thinking that they're, they're definitely gearing something like that um but that's and we'll get to that in a minute because that's part of the what comes next for star wars um do you think this cult, do you think we get a movie based off all of this or like we're not going to see any more Star Wars movies? Like Disney keeps canceling projects. I'm really afraid we're not going to get new Star Wars. It's all just going to be more Mandalorian and then we'll see where we go from there. I don't think so. Just because Dave Filoni has proven time and time again that he knows what he's doing. The fans trust him and if they've killed off Taika Taika's Star Wars movie just recently because they've quietly killed it and no one's admitting that it's dead, but everyone behind the scenes knows that it's dead. I think they're they're doing this solely because of what the fans are saying. And they know that the Taika Star Wars movie is not going to be received well. So uh, they let it they let it die. And the Lando movie is going to become a TV show now, right? Like the, oh, people... it was the Lando TV show is now a movie. Great. That's that's fabulous news. Like, let's not do what we did with the Obi-Wan show. Let's have a one adventure, one story, and have them put a lot of great effort into it. Right. And I think, honestly, the Ray, pro the Ray project is still going to move forward just because it's, it's the continuation. It's what's coming next. Let's talk about the Lando show, because the Lando show, or the Lando movie is a backdoor for a Han Solo movie. Do they do a face swap? With a Harrison Ford, or do you think they bring back the actor who did the solo movie? I think they can bring back Eldritch, but they also could um, just do what they've been doing with Luke and Leia and the recent stuff, like just deep fake the hell out of them and bring them yeah. back younger. Um, but that, that's a, beside the point. So with Ahsoka, we have all the pieces to what could be one of the biggest most epic endings of one of their shows yet because i i said this to a few people that when episode four of ahsoka ended when she was woken up in the the world between worlds and she was standing there in front of anakin that was to me almost exactly like the end of season two of mandalorian when luke showed up for the first time and i said to my wife right then i'm like if they do not stick the landing with episode five this show is going to fail yeah, but you know what, Taylor? And they, they did, stuck the yeah. landing so damn hard. They did stick the landing, and I'm going to let you know that episodes four onward have been way stronger than episode one and two. Uh, episode one, they're like going to a graduation, and then they're they go back to a hut, then they go to another place, then they go back to the hut. None of that was interesting to me. All of this, even the stuff of them infiltrating the planet was pretty good, and the mercenaries in the woods. That part of the show has really resonated with me. That's what I'm thinking. This, this show has definitely been a snowball. And we're now at the full-blown avalanche where the snowball has rolled down. And But this is not is. really, but just like you said, it's not really 
Ahsoka show, it's kind of Rebel season five. You know it's what I mean? Season five with the focus on Ahsoka for that season. Right, because like, she was the through, because we put her in two other shows as well. Now, are yeah. those characters going to show up in this as well? Like, so, is there any chance that Boba, because was it, uh, wasn't it uh, Machete who told him that the witches also ride raincores? Well, isn't that what we found out in the Book of Boba Fett show? Yeah, that the, the <laughs> witches of Dathomir were the first ones to tame a raincore, yeah. Yeah, um, so it's like, where are some of those characters? I'm I'm so excited to see what comes in the next two episodes because when episode five ended, when you had the, the space whales doing their space whaley thing, that felt like the ending of a movie. That felt like the ending of like Empire Strikes Back, where I'm like, I just was overstimulated. I need a breather. And you're telling me that's the end of the halfway point of this. Like this it, it felt like an ending to a show, to ending to a movie. And then the next episode picked up and then the next and we're like okay we we got the final stretch now so i i fully i have faith that he's going to stick this landing and he's going to stick it in a way that's going to make people think what is coming next i mean there's something in this planet there's some sort of evil there's i mean there's so many forces here um and all of our Jedi, even our bad Jedi, everyone has an invested interest in these witches not succeeding, which is yeah. the weird part of all of this as well, that there is so many shades of gray in all of this. So what we know from the witches of Dathomir, from what they've done in canon, the witches of Dathomir, and these are the original witches of Dathomir. These aren't the, the actual witches of Dathomir. These are the the... the what'd you say the prometheus witches like the ones right. that like the ones that like the the straight bloodline before they showed up on dathomir and got cut off from the, the homeland these are the originals and these ones are trying to get the hell off this planet they need to get the hell out of dodge because they know something that that's they just want to get away from it um they are they are so much stronger than a lot of fans give them credit for right in the star wars clone wars we know that they not only helped bring back Darth Maul and turn him into one of the most interesting characters in all of Star Wars, but they can literally bring people back from the dead and use them as weapons. And we know this because the big almost bait and switch for a lot of people was the the Inquisitor. Taylor, is Ezra dead? Is no. there any okay, is there any chance that we're gonna is there any chance that we're gonna see uh, is there any chance that Samuel L. Jackson comes back as a dead zombie dude? Is there any chance that that, that is if he actually died? I mean, Sam Jackson himself said that his character could have survived that fall. Yeah, he says that it. every day in the shower, he looks in the mirror and says, I survived that fall. Every day he tells himself that that character gets a movie. I would love only, that movie. Not only does Sam Jackson want uh, to return, but Tamora Morrison wants him. They want Book of Boba Fett season two to be Mace Windu versus Boba Fett. That's what they everyone wants. And that would be like the most amazing thing if they did that. But aside from that, so the Night Sisters have already you've already seen the power of the Night Sisters once in the show. And we saw the the Inquisitor and who everyone was like, oh, that that's that that Inquisitor is going to be Ezra Bridger. Oh, that Inquisitor is going to be Starkiller. It's going to be all these things. But when he died, everything, all the smoke and all the, the green stuff flew out of his body. For the people who actually watched Clone Wars and watched Rebels, they knew that that was a symbol of the Night Sisters had brought that guy back from the dead. So that immediately makes me think that Thrawn's Night Troopers are an army of zombies. Yeah, you think they're all zombie dudes? That this 100%. is all right, and that's why they all have this. That's why they all move weird. But he said that their numbers had dwindled. So where are yeah, those their numbers guys? had dwindled because he showed up there with a. Group of dead bodies. <laughs> uh, is Throng also a zombie dude? No. No, because from what everyone saw in the Clone Wars um, and in Rebels and everything, the the resurrected characters don't look perfect. Okay. So, um, but the giveaways for me is that, well, obviously, they're called Night Troopers, a la the Night Sisters, right? They're bot their armor is being patched together by this red night sister sash everywhere yeah and the only thing that they were doing was chanting thrawn like almost like mindless like a mindless horde 
Yeah, so, that's so smart, Taylor. I didn't even pick up. I just thought they were like dumb, dumb dudes. I was like, dude, these guys are like crazy occultists now because they've been following these witches. But I guess, you know, that's what zombies are. I I legit am tempted to straight up buy a stormtrooper helmet and then modify the hell out of it to make myself a well, nice Well, listen, that's because the, it looks so such yeah, a cool. This is run. this is the stuff Dave Filoni gets. All of this is now brand new costumes. A little kid is going to go, Dad, I want to be this. This is the stormtrooper I like. I want to look like this one. Gold mask guy, that guy's going to be at Comic-Con next year. Someone's going to have that outfit. These are iconic looking things. There's a part of me that thinks that Captain Enoch may be the only living member of the the Legion. Because he's actually the only character that spoke. Other than die well. Yeah. (laughs) But so also another thing, another behind the scenes bit is there is actually an actor that is not super well known but we we know that who we know who's under the hood and i think that may be a of a giveaway on that this character may be a little bit bigger than what we thought of um and this is setting up for another season of this show correct whatever this not at all not at, not all? at all this what i what was coming next is the culmination of all of these things, which is the the movie. That's what's coming next from. Oh, movie. and that movie's gonna have is gonna have the battle on the Mandalore planet. This is gonna have something. Bubble Fett shows up, right? Like all of these shows are gonna show up in the this culmination, movie. Yeah. So the the guy who plays Captain Enoch is known for his show. Uh, is known for the the Expanse, right? He's the character. His name is West West Chatham. Chatham? What's the name of the actor's name? His name is Wes Chatham. Wes Chatham. Wes Chatham, you are a handsome man. I'm sorry Star Wars put a helmet on you. As soon as you can get that helmet off, take it off. I am ready for you to be a face character. But not even, like, if if you're going to be, like, if they have to do the Captain Phasma treatment to you, he got the best damn costume that Star Wars has made in years. This is a great costume. And 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 and, and again, I bring up Captain Phasma because it was like, what a great, like, we never saw the fight scene. We never saw what all of this was for, all this pomp and circumstance. I think we're going to get a little bit with this guy, but this guy's going to die. You know what I mean? And that's okay. But I, I, I but, still would but like to same time, anything. If he dies, the nice issues would bring his ass back and he's more powerful than he was before. Like, yeah. I could see that happening. Like him, like, it seems to me like if they were just going to do a no-name throwaway anybody, they wouldn't have actually hired an actor who's known for TV and movies. Right. Like, they wouldn't have actually gotten an actor to be that. If They could have just had a stuntman or just uncredited voice actor work. Sure. Like, they could have done so many things, but the fact that they actually got a guy that actually has acting ability and is known for things makes me think that he's going to stick around for more than two seconds. Uh. The the once we get on the planet though, and we're having dog adventures with crab people, I'm like, oh right, this is Star Wars. This is, Star this, Wars. is yeah. this is silly Star Wars. But then we have that scene juxtaposed, juxta. I can't, I'm not saying that word. Thank you. With our bad Jedi talking on a hill like Macbeth. The fall of the Jedi means nothing to me. You will be more than like it's like okay. So what is? I don't know. Will Ezra do things? I don't know the show Rebels. Is Ezra a competent fighter? Should I be excited that he is back with the team now? So before you watch the next also, Taylor, just show. Taylor, does everyone have the force now? Like that little kid has it, this girl who's a Mandalorian who doesn't have it, but she has it. Yes, everyone has the force. And I'll tell you why everyone has the force. So back when the first Star Wars was written. When George Lucas wrote it, he described the Force as everywhere and nowhere it is. It how did Obi Wan describe it? It 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 flows it through it us. Flows it, through it, you. It binds us. It penetrates us. It holds the universe together. The Force is everywhere. It is everything. It is essentially God, right? It is it is the Catholic God of Star Wars universe. It right. is everywhere and nowhere, but. What George Lucas has always said is that there were certain people that were more condensely built with metachlorians. They were more condensely in tune with their talent of, of their connection to the Force, etc. And those were the ones that were chosen to be Jedi. But the fact of the matter was everyone felt the Force. And he actually made it a motif. And you could watch the franchise and see this. 
at one point in every single Star Wars movie, someone says, I have a bad feeling about this. And he described that as, that is the Force warning them. And also, all and it was our... never the same character. Half the time, it was Han Solo saying. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because he doesn't believe in it, but he does things by feeling all the time. Yeah. Um, and also, I think about the other characters like Wedge Antilles and stuff like that. Who's like, they don't have force, but like they do amazing things all the time. When the when the moment needs to be clutched out, they Kobe the shot. Yeah, exactly. So the force is everywhere, and that was actually part of what J.J. Abrams wanted to do with this, the sequel trilogy before Kathleen Kennedy did something different and then they got Ryan Johnson, then they had to retcon Ryan Johnson, but also not retcon it. And they just, they they kind of shot the bed at the end there. But he wanted, the, the idea of what The Force Awakens was, was that because of the great evil that was occurring because of the, the First Order and the advent of um, Snoke and all of that stuff was that The Force was having a renaissance, a reawakening and people who had the force in them were now feeling awoken by the force and it was going to be in ray real strong but it was also going to be in finn it probably yeah. could have been in a, a other character if they yeah. would have invested that time and also the thing that they set up in the last jedi was it was going to be in nobody people it was just going to be in regular people that you've never heard of where they would all show up at one point right but we never that we never got that movie right because because the the biggest mistake that they made with the sequel trilogy was having not one person mold the story from the start. Too many cooks because in the kitchen. George Lucas, as much as you say that, he could argue that, yes, the original trilogy, he did make it up as he was going along and he did change things as he was going, but it was still George Lucas writing the stories. If they would have said, J.J., start the stories from the start to go and let J.J. do his thing from the beginning, we would have had a very different trilogy. Or if they would have said, Ryan Johnson, here's part two, and now take part three. Or if they would have just stuck with what they did with Colin Tevereau, it would have been fine. I hate but, part three. I like, there's like some fun missions in it, but it just feels like a Star Wars movie on fast forward. It feels like it's at 1.5 speed. There, there was a cut of the movie. The initial work print cut that JJ had was about four and a half hours long. And I feel like that is the version I want to watch. You know, it's funny is that they've that put, they poo-pooed part one and part two of movies because they wasted it, but maybe that movie needed a part one and a part two. When they were broadcasting this being the final installment of the nine films, you needed a five-hour long movie. Yeah. You needed to say, yes, for the last 50 years, Star Wars has been this. Let's Let's do it. Right, and it's so funny that you say it like that because now the TV the TV model has really broken Star Wars open to new stories and new characters and has shown a new path forward to make these movies feel impactful. But I mean, there's five seasons behind all of this at this point. Right, and, and what Geek Breeder is saying, please don't start or release the Abrams cut trend. No, I don't say that, but I think what they should do, and I will say this, I think Star Wars, I think Lucasfilm, I think Disney+, Plus, they are aware that some of these projects can get new life by doing it right. There have been rumors that there is a longer cut of Avatar 1 and 2 that, that is being planned to be re-released on Disney Plus as miniseries format because of how long they were. Of course, yeah. Avatar 2 has a seven-hour version. He's been filming it for a decade. Of right, course right. there is. So, but at the same time, I like to also point out uh, the, the Hateful Eight on... Uh, um, the Netflix one, the longer one, the director's Yeah, the cut. Hateful Eight miniseries that he put on the Netflix. It is a series. I was watching it. I'm like, how did I see this as a movie? Like, this is way different, but it's like the same story, but it's way bigger. It's way more fleshed out. And I'm like, this is what we should have gotten to begin with. This is what we should get with all these other things. They should do that. They should well, give, they should get the four hour cut of the, the, of a revenge of the sith they should get the four hour cuts of all of these films that had these longer work prints they should just release them on disney plus make them longer and they should do it because as well these actors put a lot of work into this stuff and when it never sees the light of the day it's a real fuck you to them like yeah. they spent months and years of their lives doing these things and if it doesn't cost that much more to do why not have it be because here we are in a world of content wars where we can't pay people a living wage to live in hollywood right no new content's coming 
So I wow, okay. Directors cut Avatar. I wonder if I wonder if Star Wars gets the treatment. Because you know they have all of this the footage. You know it's all in George Lucas's basement. A hundred percent. And you know it's there. And there's like no way around it. But at this point, I'm just sitting there like, why haven't they done this yet? This is this is almost too silly that they shouldn't do it. Uh, a Facebook ad worked on me. At, they said that their Star Wars helmet shop was going under, so I had to buy some toys for them. And I have a lightsaber coming in the mail. I don't know when though. <laughs> Who said that? Where's that? Some Facebook? No, 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 no. That was me. That's just a real life thing on Instagram. Something I never go on Instagram. An ad popped up, and I was like, I was like my mom. I was like, oh, I gotta buy this. What is this? But okay, so earlier today, um, I know that we've been kind of ban- bouncing around, but it's all Star Wars. It's still Star Wars. Um, earlier today, uh, Hasbro did their Hasbro PulseCon um, event thing, where they like show off their new products. Um, they put out some really cool ones. The the Power Rangers Legacy Morpher for uh, Tommy Oliver, the Tommy Oliver Legacy Morpher, which he did in that one episode where he has like the, the it has all it has all of his coins. Yeah, so that's coming out, and I'm gonna buy that shit in a heartbeat because I want that <laughs> in my life. I mean, I have I have the the Dragon Dagger right there. So I want the Morpher to go with it. Right. Um, but aside from that, they did release um, the Captain Rex helmet. And I'm going to buy that thing because I have my helmets. And the Captain Rex helmet is one of the coolest things ever. To point out that one thing that Dave Filoni did amazing was he gave us live action, real suits. Not CGI, but real suits for the clone troopers. And, and guess Captain what? Rex, they looked great, Taylor. You know, it's so funny because all those movies from so long ago, when I see them in their brevity like this, it's like, yeah, man, Clone Wars was a weird time for Star Wars. Like, what a thing to add to the universe. And like, look at this dude with tallies on his arm of all the dudes he's killed. Like, these are some hardcore dudes. And that's what I loved about the Clone Wars in particular was that they they humanized the clones to a level that we didn't think was possible. And you had this episode of Ahsoka, the episode five, where she's going through her flashbacks and they once again humanize these characters even more, which was absolutely amazing. But so they announced uh, a bunch of new figures, which was really cool. They announced the helmet for Captain Rex, which I'm going to have to buy. Uh, They announced a Black Series Ezra Bridger Sabine Wren lightsaber. So another lightsaber for the collection. Sure. Um, But the thing is that one thing that people haven't noticed that the Black Series lightsabers have been improving every single year. And this new one, it's is, an actual light. It's actually a lightsaber. It actually kills people. It's no, actually um, a weapon you can use to protect your family at home with. Yeah, it's like intruders come in, you can go ha and just attack. But no, um, <laughs> this new one that they put out, the Ezra Bridger one, looks like it's going to be the first one that doesn't have a a changeable head, uh, um, because in the Obi one, my my Obi one saber. Show it. This is the part of the show where Taylor gets his toys and shows it to everybody. This is my favorite part of so our podcast. My Obi-Wan saber is he's got the neck here, which is too weak to, to support the blade. So you actually unscrew this whole thing and then you put the piece with the blade in it and it's this fat piece where it just kind of looks like that, but it's just thick. Sure. But the new one, and I had that with my Luke one as well, and there was like the, the Leo one has that same thing with the, the changeable neck. But the new Ezra Bridger one that they put out had something interesting that I was not expecting. Was this new one doesn't have the changed neck. It's a little fatter, but it looks like it was it's thinner than what the normal ones do, but it also looks like it's probably the only neck in the suit, like in the in the set. So I think that they've actually improved the the quality, like the metal that they use to make it so that they can actually thin it as much as they can so it doesn't look janky and weird. Because the other designs, and this is kind of why I bring it up, the other picture that they put out for this thing, the other render, has the saber on its stand. How much is Hasbro charging for these black series? These black ones are about, I think these big ones are about 200 bucks. Hasbro, send us some lightsabers and we'll talk real good about them. But you got it. Oh boy, 200 bucks. But the, the version of it that's on the stand has the same neck. So I think this is going to be one of the first ones that doesn't have the swap outs. And then and just the tube just people. the tube comes in and out? Yeah, because this one 
on all my other ones, they all do the same thing. We just put the tube in the top, but the ones that have the weird necks, you have to dismantle it and put the other one on because you have the show version and then you have the other, the other one. What kind well, of batteries? You, you want to put the take? blade in, you have to switch it out. What batteries what does that? it take? Does it take big D's or? You want to see? Yeah. I mean, if the kyber crystal is going to fall out, then you don't have to. No, just a bunch of double A's. Uh, three triple A's. Okay. That's not bad. They're, they're, they're not that bad to, to power up. I've only it's... had to replace them once or twice. Sure. In like the year and a half I've had these. And I like chase my kids with them. So. <laughs> sure. Sure. So, but we have a lot of comments that came out of that. I pull out the lightsaber and get like six comments. Listen, I told you, toy time is what people want, Taylor, okay? There's a lot of cool stuff out there. Yeah, I guess so. But let's, um, let me see if I can do this without deafening us. Let me add another, another screen, another camera. I want to mute the mic so that I don't have to worry about um, reverberation. Like that one time when I did it and you screamed at me. Yeah, let's not do that again. Um link you have to open on the iphone you have to open it from safari because chrome doesn't work for what do you mean you have an app for the lightsaber no i'm talking about on Streamyard. Streamyard doesn't work on chrome on the iphones you have to use it safari got it that's weird i mean i'm glad i know that but like that's weird oh we're just gonna have the the lightsaber as our next guest yeah basically so i'm gonna (laughs) mute it and i'm gonna switch the camera So we go in depth. I'm gonna do this here. Uh, back. Oh, back triple camera. Yes, that's the one I want to use. Triple camera it, Taylor. Okay, the camera. Settings. Turn off. Enter studio. Taylor has now entered the studio. I call it, it's going to be called the lightsaber cam. You want to add it? <laughs> yeah, let me remove this one. Yeah, you did it. Okay, great. I love being a lightsaber cam. Oh my goodness, right. Taylor. Jeez, For my lightsabers. I've got, I got a few of these things. Um, I've got my, my Revan saber. <laughs> I'm trying to mute this thing. It doesn't, it's not letting me mute it. I mean, it's not, the mic isn't on. But it's not letting me turn off the audio because it thinks that it wants to, like, I have to be a part of it. Uh, what if I did... So, I've got my Revan Saber, I've got my, my Anakin Saber, I've got Obi-Wan, I've got Luke, I've got my two Sabers from um, the Jedi Jedi Fallen Order and the Jedi Survivor, like the, the broken one and the fixed one. And then I've got my, um, I just forgot this name, was it Kit Fisto? It's so it's funny, all the it's different that designs. That, like that. The the ones for you can tell like the more toy ones and then like <laughs> the nicer ones. It's always like that. But those are all the nice ones. Those are all the Black Series ones. Um, it's still connected. Get out of here. Connected. Don't talk. Not you, Taylor. You talk, not the phone. There we go. Stupid phone. But uh, what are the toy? Yeah, I was going to say, what are the toys based on on this television show. We're going to get some new lightsabers. We got to get that uh, Throng's messed up, janky uh, Star Destroyer. So, I mean, we got to get some of that stuff. But I, no, they have the Black Series figures for every one of the characters so far announced. Um, but the big, the adult collector's toys, obviously, was you had the Ezra Bridger saber. Like, that was the big one. Mm. Um, you've got the Captain Rex one. Um, the Captain Rex helmet. Let me see if I can find that new one. Because I'm just going to just pull them up. Because why not? Because they, they were some uh, amazing is, reveals. Is lightsaber a regular lightsaber? It's just, is there anything special about it? So I want them to also make his first lightsaber. Because he had two lightsabers in the show. The first lightsaber was a blue saber that he mixed with a gun. So it literally was a gun that had a lightsaber. And I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. They haven't um, done another gun. That's the, They haven't done another gun blade in Star Wars? No, that was their first one, their first gun blade. <laughs> they should do more. They should 100% do more. Um, Yo, I saw that trailer for that new Final Fantasy game, and I was just like, why can't Cloud get a gun blade? Like, what are we, like, why not? Like, you know what I mean? He, he could do everything else with that Buster Sword. Here is the uh, the one that I was going to, this is completely unrelated. I'm going to own that shit. 
<laughs> okay, so it's that. the Dragon Zord, it's the White Ranger, it's the Neo Zord. So and both versions of the White Ranger, it's got the the Zeo Zeo red and I think that that gear looking one was supposed to be the turbo one. Do they make noise? Do they make yeah, noise? They do. And each one of the coins, when you put the coin in, it changes the light in the morpher. So, like, you put the Dragon Zord one, the morpher lights up green. You put the, the Dino Thunder one, it turns black, and so on and so forth. When do we get more Power Rangers? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a big... Apparently, that's the last Power Ranger legacy item in the pipeline until they do their grand reboot on Netflix. Okay, and that's going to be the new show? The new... Uh, so, this next show is the... Um, it's like uh, the the end of it, like the the cosmic cosmic fury or something like that is the the end of Power Rangers canon for like Power Rangers. Great, and then we get new Rangers. Yeah, so then the, then comes the Netflix reboot, which is going to be the big one. Uh, it'll be really fun to see when they have the ability to dictate mech battle combat for the show because i feel like you can get so much more out of the show if you do that oh does that go down does that go down like a yep. bubble fed helmet yeah that's essentially they've they've given us the clone wars helmet that is now the rex helmet so they even have like the plastic weldings that he's modified to it the, the burn marks the the dirt and the boba fett finder so i'm, I'm really jazzed about that do they all have the Bubble Fett Finder? Is that just a thing I'm noticing it, right it's now? It's only okay. like a few of the characters had that. Okay. But they definitely did put out a bunch of new things. Uh, um, I was really excited about. And that was the big one. I'm sure we're going to revisit the Star Wars topic after we see the next, the final two episodes, right? The ending of this arc. Um, and I hope Disney has some fun... Star Wars related follow-up content to this because with the writer's strike going on, I feel like Star Wars is going to go away for a hot minute. Everything's going to go away for a hot minute. So uh, let's see what they, they pull out of their hat because they've definitely got some, some other ones. I mean, so the big, the big releases is uh, was the Rex helmet, the Ezra saber, and then uh, Sabine's helmet. That was the last of the big, adult collector Star Wars stuff. So Sabine's helmet looks good. It, it it looks good in the line of I don't know, it's a little it's a little basic. I'm sure, you know, that was so it animated well, but it could maybe have something else. Well, I mean, the, what was unique about her helmet in the show was that she has the standard female model and she kept repainting it. And that was her big thing was that these were all her her own designs. So it's essentially the same helmet as the uh, the, the Lady Mando. What's her name? Yeah, um, the yeah, that woman. The boss the dark, lady. Yeah. So she it's the same frame of that helmet, but this one is it's painted like her her painted version, like her and, and throughout the Star Wars Rebel show, each season she had a different design on her helmet. So her cost this was her last one that she had. Taylor, is Moff Gideon going to show up at any time during the season finale? That is the question. Because now I think what's going to come up in the next two episodes is going to be kind of the make or break moment where you're like, where in the timeline does this fit? Sure. Because a lot of people are saying, oh, this this um, whole show takes place before Mando. And I'm like, mm, I don't think so. So there's no way they would go back in time like that. The last time we saw Asaka, she was talking with Luke. Like, that happened, and now this is happening. Yeah. Ooh, so, I wonder if Luke shows up. Is Luke going to come fix the Force, Taylor? So, and now, finally, the last few minutes, we're going to go speculation time. Speculation! Here we go! So, Dave Filoni's movie, uh, the biggest concurrent rumor that's been going on is essentially heir to the empire, a revisiting, recanonizing heir to the empire project. And for those who are unaware, the heir to the empire was the 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 dark book trilogy that exists. The Thrawn trilogy was the, the original books, and what we could essentially get here is a a wrap up of all of the shows with 
a bridging moment between the old trilogy and the new trilogy, like the end of the empire, the rise of the first order kind of a thing. So what we have is the key players. We have the Mandalorians and their, their rise to take, we take Mandalore and you've got the, the big ones. I mean, the main villain that I do not see them killing off in the next episode, which is Gen is Grand Admiral Thrawn, the one of the, the most menacing characters in Star Wars canon, pre-canon and now current canon. Right. And you've got Ezra Bridger, which Ezra, for people who did not watch Rebels, which I say, Michael, between now and the finale, you sit down and just binge that entire show. So you can understand why this but is so significant. I, but do I have to watch Clone Wars to watch Rebels? Not really. Okay. Because they, they made Rebels before they finished Clone Wars. Okay. But the reason why Ezra is so significant is not only was he born the same time. Like, no, like, a fun fact about Ezra Bridger, he was born on Empire Day, which is coincidentally the same day that Luke and Leia are born. So, canon-wise, mm. they are the same age. Okay. Like, to the T. Like, they were all born on the same day. He was Force-sensitive. Um, he was trained by the the, the hidden Jedi, uh, Kanan Jarrus, uh, Hera's, Hera's baby daddy. Right? So, that kid that Hera brought, the one who could feel the Force, that was a Jedi's son. Mm-hmm. Um, Ezra learned everything he could from Kanan before Kanan died. Spoilers. And in the process of adapting his own skills in the Force, he was proven to be not only uniquely gifted, but he did something at the end of the show that proved that he could have been a tremendous asset during the trilogy if he wasn't banished on this other planet. Okay. So they, they found a way to keep him alive, but also explain why he wasn't in the trilogy. Right, he's um, been chilling out with the crab Ewoks. He was he was trapped on a planet that he couldn't get back to because the whales left. Or like yeah, he, what Ron said, they came there to die. So after they dropped him off, they died in the upper, upper atmosphere. Right. So he got oh. stranded there. Super sad. But he was he was a tremendously powerful Jedi. He had a, an ability to commune with animals and control them of any kind. Kind of like what uh, Grogu did with the Rancor. Uh huh. Where he just made it like chill out. He could do that with pretty much any animal that came across. He could basically find the most deadly ones and then turn them into his like, you're now my allies. Let's go. You mean kind of like a blue wizard? Like, what's the wizard that does all the animal stuff in Hobbit? Think about Aquaman and just commanding the sea. Ezra Bridger commanding <laughs> animals, essentially. Like, he can like Dr. Doodle that shit. He could just pull it off. Um, he was also semi-trained by Darth Maul for one story arc in that show. And um, he was the one who actually went through the world between. And spoilers for the world between worlds. Um, Ahsoka died and he pulled her through and brought her through time. And that's how she's alive. Is that he actually took her there the first time by witnessing past, present, and future simultaneously and interfering on her death and taking her out of it. So he is a very significant character that has been banished from the Star Wars universe for long enough. Well, he's back now. Let's see what he does with some of this stuff because I think we're definitely in yeah. want of some. So real if heroes. they don't kill him off in the next two episodes, they don't kill him off in the next two episodes. I fingers crossed. My hope is that we have the Rebels crew that's still alive. We have Ahsoka. We have the Mandos. Uh, we have Boba Fett. We have all of those key players going against Thrawn with. Luke and Leia and all of them deep faked to you look young and give us that heir to the empire movie with all of those characters. You give that, if you put that movie out, if you put a trailer out that has Ahsoka, Luke, Leia and Bridger all in one shot holding their lightsabers, billion dollars, yep. billion dollars in the box office. Everyone would be like, that's what I want. Give me, shut up and take my money. Taylor, let's leave it there. Cause shut I want that. Take my money. I want that image inside of my head of that Star Wars movie that we're going to get. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll definitely revisit this once we finish the show. Yeah. I mean, we've definitely been all over the place uh, because of a live show and lots of ramblings and rants and theories and everything in between. But and a lot of toys. Um, a lot of toys. Um, 
You guys got to see my lightsabers. There's going to be more. I mean, my Casey Jones mask is now out. That's a thing. Plus, we didn't even see your kids' lightsabers. Yeah, he's got two. Um, yeah. So we can so, dual wield? No. So um, fun fact for, and this is something that my buddy Gabe has been talking about. Dis- Shop Disney has actual, like, legit lightsabers, like the, the Black Series ones for adults, but they have ones for kids. Mm. And they are made the same way. The blade can come in and out and do all of that stuff. Um, but the big thing about these are, is that they're made with thicker plastic and like everything else so that you can literally throw them down the stairs and not break them. Like they're made for kids. Um, that's pretty cool. They're pretty rad. I mean, they're like 30 bucks a piece. Let me just like pull one up real fast. I had to find the, uh, I was going to say, do you need to use the lightsaber cam again? No, I, I'm just going to go to their website and show you. So is it is it on the screen now? Yeah, it's on the screen. Okay, I, I, so they have thirty five dollars. This is the Vader one. It literally splits apart. It's made of a thicker plastic, like the actual uh, bumper bits, like the the black bit on the around the button and around the handle is actually like a thick rubber, so mm. it doesn't like hurt you. And it comes in a package like this, right? So they have a few of these, right? My son has the Obi Wan. And man, the, the bad uh, guy sabers are so good. Look at that. Look at that Kylo. Yeah. Look at that Kylo Ren. The Kylo Ren one is actually pretty cool for these ones. Um, because this one actually like it actually takes apart. So you can actually take everything out and slap it to your, your hip. And the, the blade itself um is actually like molded to look like the the, the flary version from the movie. Is there any chance yeah, we can I like get that. a show about Kylo Ren being Ben Solo for like four years before he turns bad doing cool missions. I hope so. I, I like the young adventures of Kyle of also Ben Solo. Unrelated. They just put out they just put out a Bigs helmet that I have to buy now. <laughs> Taylor, if we're looking at toys online, it is time to call this an episode. Let's let all these people go yeah. home. All right, all right. Let all these people go. Michael, bring us home. You know what to do. Okay. Thank you so much for supporting our wonderful show. If you would like to support our show, help Taylor's lightsaber collection grow, go to patreon.com. That's not what the money's for. The, go to nerd. He says, make my monster grow. And then another lightsaber pops out of the ground. We have a bunch of wonderful patrons already. Show the good people who those people are. <coughs> thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for helping us keep the lights on around here. Uh, thank you to Taylor Murphy, our host. I'm Michael Santel, your co-host. Thank you, Jose Navarro, for your wonderful logos. That intro by Taylor Murphy and Jay Stu. Uh, if you have those cell phones, give them out. Uh, please like, comment, and subscribe. It helps us get uh, more eyes on our wonderful content. Thank you all for joining us. Taylor, I can't wait. We have two episodes to go. We do. And before we wrap up, before we close up, I wanted to say one more thing. So starting next month, we are going to start doing giveaways. And that's the thing that we're going to start. I'm not giving away one of my lightsabers, so don't start asking for that. But I will say one of my first giveaways is going to be a part of a near and dear to my heart thing. Um, I'm going to actually give away. Let me show you. I dropped a Lego set. I'm going to have to fix that later. That was a bummer. Um, are, you, are you giving a broken Lego set? A NECA Batarang. Uh, with Batman 89 issue one and the little Lego poly bag that has just Batman and his gargoyle that he stands on. That's, That's very the Batman, cool. The, 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 you can't turn his neck, Batman. Like, they made the thing amazing. Sure, sure. Yeah, like real so, Batman. Batman is not allowed to move his neck. Yeah. So part of our first giveaway is going to be the NECA Batarang, the the comic, and that. Um, Very cool. What we're going to do is we're going to run the giveaways for a full month. Every episode, um, people who like, comment, subscribe, everything. If you comment in the chat, um, I'm going to probably do something like a, here's the keyword for today's entry. When you throw it in the comments, I will put your name in the drawing. You can, like, you obviously... How that goes. Gabe, you you technically are eligible as long as you don't be an ass. Um, <laughs> uh, but and then I'm going to randomize it, put it in a randomizer, flip it around, and then uh, at the end of the month, we're going to give away. And every channel is going to be doing this. So um, the Cultured Pull List is going to be giving away graphic novels of their focus. The 
um, the gents over at Through the Monocle are going to, uh, whatever their focus movie is for that month, they're going to focus on their best version of that movie. So if it's like, if we're doing a Tarantino month, here's a 4K steelbook of Reservoir Dogs or something like that. And Michael, you're muted, by the way. So, um, and then. Uh, oh, I know I am. I just said, wow, that's that's a really good yeah. gift. And then the uh, the game guys are going to be doing something of their own. They, they're, they're trying to secure some like actual hardware to give away, which would be really cool for y'all. So as we're getting into the later part of September, once we hit October 1st, then the giveaway is going to start. So again, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that jazz. Get in the get in the habit so that you can get added to the the giveaways. Well, thank you for all that wonderful wonderful updates. I will make sure to spread all that on. All of you go and do those things, and we'll uh, see all you kids and cats next time. All right. See you next time. Thank you for joining us. Bye.